Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. My name is Ebenezer, and I believe God's grace is keeping you well. Well, I trust that my interactions with the Bible characters have been both informative and transformative to you. Well, for this week and the next three weeks, I'm going to feature Solomon, that famous wise king of ancient Israel. The role of Solomon will be played by Joao Moraes, who is a Master of Divinity student at Baylor Struess Seminary and a resident chaplain to undergraduate students at Baylor University. In the first part of our dialogue, I ask Solomon to talk about his background, his strengths, and the opportunities that he had to be a blessing to his generation. Please listen to this first part of our conversation. Uh, Solomon, welcome to Watch and Walk podcast. Uh, thank you for joining me for this conversation. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for, for having me here. Um, it's, been a, it's been a wild ride uh, all the way here to the 21st century. Uh, I used to uh, talk to God in dreams, but now I can talk to human beings uh, through this like magic glass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got it. All right. So now uh, tell us about yourself, um, your story, um, a bit about your history. I mean, your background. Who is Solomon? And when people have heard about you uh, from scriptures, but who is Solomon? Yeah, I think th- that's an interesting point, right? Uh Everyone knows my dad, David, and a lot of people, I mean, I guess uh, most uh, people who have read the Hebrew scriptures, uh, which I understand that are now part of the, the Christian Bible. Is that is that yeah, what you call yeah, it? it is. Yeah, the Christian Bible. So, you know, in my time, I knew the Torah uh, and barely that. We, do, you know, we, we had some ideas of the law and kind of like some, perhaps uh, some scrolls, but we didn't even have the Torah physically. But understanding that i'm understanding is that you now have it uh, in what you call the bible but anyways so most people i've noticed here in the 21st century they know my dad david mm-hmm. uh, and they've heard of me but there is a people forget everything that happened um for before i became king oh uh, okay so my, my dad you know him great guy probably the best king that israel has ever had um, that's how they call him. Uh, but I am the fruit of my father's sin. Hmm. Uh, because uh, I am the son of Bathsheba, uh, whom uh, my dad, David, took as his wife when she was already married uh, to Uriah. Hmm. And that, that's a hard thing to talk about because, <laughs> yeah, my mother was cleaning herself and then my dad saw her from the roof and ordered people to bring her to him. There's an abuse of power here. And I think in the 21st century, um, there would be harsher words uh, to be said about my father. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's really really hard, right? To talk about, um, and a lot of people don't don't realize this this happened um, so much so that this happened so much so that when he, they talk about my birth in um, the book of Kings, uh, the first child that my 
father had uh, with Bathsheba, um, uh, the the baby died because of divine punishment for the sin of my father. Because not only he took uh, my mom, but he also killed her husband. That's that's pretty harsh. So that that's a dark beginning. Like mm -hmm. my my beginnings were dark, and things didn't get easy. Um, so when my, my my father was close to dying, um, there was some understanding that I was supposed to be the one to ascend to the throne. Now. This is an odd thing because I was very far from being the oldest son. And I know that I'm not the oldest by any means. Um, I may even be one of the youngest, if not the youngest of my siblings. So the fact that I was supposed to ascend to the throne already showed that there was some mess up in my family. Hmm. And even before my father died, there were some of my brothers who were trying to take away the throne from him. Hmm. So you realize that my family was really messed up. And this kind of generational sin continues to my generation and to, to the ones uh, after me too. Uh, so again, when hmm. you talk about my father and I, You're talking about the two best kings in the history of Israel. Hmm. But it's messed up. Messed Even up. the two best kings in the history of Israel is messed up. So to make a long story short, uh, once my father was about to die, my brother Adonijah tried to take the throne even before he died. Uh, and that's after an, another brother of mine had already rebelled against that. Um, so my, uh, I, my fight was against Adonijah. But then before he died, my dad intervened and made sure that everyone knew that I was supposed to take the throne. The throne, And then he died uh, uh, shortly after. And when he died, my brother Adonijah I still was trying to take the throne or try to make some kind of claim. Uh, so I ascended to the throne and I killed him. That oh. was one of my first acts of the king. I killed my brother. Hmm. Wow. Wow. What a story. Um, so that is truly um, a tough beginning and a tough um, experience or circumstance for sure. Now, let me move. Let me just transition into some pretty encouraging notes um, about your strengths. Uh, when you became a king, what were some of the strengths that God gave you? Uh, what were some of the gifts that you had? And you can also connect it to the opportunities that God gave you um, to be a blessing. But talk to me about your strengths. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for talking about this uh, this part of redemption, Ebenezer, uh, because, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess I carry a lot of guilt hmm. with me. But I, I need to say, that even in this messed up family, even with this messed up man that's talking to you, God had something to do. The God of Israel, the Lord, He, he, has, he, he has a plan for Israel through and through. And even when I wanted to, to mess it up, even when I tried to mess it up, you know, even when I was a messed up person, he, he came and he redeemed it over and over again. And the way that he redeemed uh, in my time uh, was that he, he found in me 
this spark of love for him. Hmm. Because despite everything that I did, and uh, some of them are pretty bad, as I told you, I love the Lord. You know, hmm. I remember um, I would go sacrifice in Gibeon, uh, which was like one of the main point places of sacrifice uh, before the temple was built. Uh, I would go there very regularly and offer pretty big sacrifices to, to the Lord. Um, and the Lord came came through. And one of these times that I was in Gibeon, and this is a Gibeon was far away from where I lived in Jerusalem. So I would go there and we would stay a few days there when you're making sacrifices to the Lord. Uh, and one of those nights, um, I was asleep and I had this dream that the Lord says that he has seen my sacrifice, right? I, I believe that he was receiving, but having that dream, that experience, that he sees it and he's pleased with my sacrifice. And then he says that he, because, because I love him, because he has seen it, he's going to give me whatever I wanted. And again, I don't know what happened in that moment to this messed up man that's talking to you right now. But I was just overcome by humility. In that moment when I, I, I the king, was before the king, I just looked at the Lord and said, Lord, there's one thing that I need to serve these people, to serve these great people that you have given to me. I told him that when I look at you, Lord, I feel like a little child and I don't even know how to go out or to come in. And I'm in the middle of these people that you have chosen, these great people that's so numerous that cannot even be counted. So I just asked him to give me understanding to give me wisdom so that I could be able to discern between good and evil. Because otherwise, how could I govern these people? How could I serve these people that God had uh, put in my life? And I think you'll know the rest of the story because God was happy about it. I messed up in so many ways and so many times, but in that moment, I did something right. I let humility overcome me. And I think that's the power of the presence of the Lord, right? When, mm. when you see the King of Kings, when you are in His presence, when you, when you let Him fill you, even if it's in a dream, there's, nothing, can you can, there, there's nothing you can do other than worship, other yeah. than bow down, other mm. than, uh, than say to Him that you are nothing. And that's what I said to Him, and He was pleased. And He said that He would not give me only wisdom, but because I didn't ask for anything for myself, because I asked to discern what was right and what was wrong, he would also give me riches and honor through all of my life and that no other king would be compared to me. And hmm. I was pretty happy. And I was pretty happy. And that was the beginning of a successful reign, hmm. right? Uh, with the wisdom of the Lord, my reign grew and we're just prosperous yeah that's the reality there was prosperity hmm. uh, a lot of good things just happened and the wealth of israel just went through the roof hmm. through the roof but not only that there was also justice right okay uh, 
God gave me wisdom to judge between right and wrong. And the justice, of course, I had it. I, I had this wisdom, but I was also able to establish offices and people to govern the land. And so much so, things got so uh, so big throughout all of the ancient Middle East, that kind of like Levant area, that everyone would know about my wisdom and my riches and everything. Um, the you know the 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 story that they record about these two women. Uh, that they come to me, and this is like in the beginning of my reign, I hadn't established uh, the offices yet, but these two women come to me, and it's a kind of a strange story, because they both had uh, babies in the beds of them, they were sleeping in the same bed, and then one of them rolled over and killed the baby of the other, and they come to me trying to tell me, uh, to say that the living baby belongs to them, and then I say that famous phrase, uh, well, just uh, split the baby in two and give one half to each. Mm. And of course, I would never kill the baby. You know, I'm not crazy. I know that God does not approve of child sacrifice. That's not the Lord. Mm. Uh, but I just wanted to see who was the mother. Uh, so that's kind of like a small story. It's kind of like almost funny mm -hmm. uh, story. But I think it illustrates well the kind of wisdom that God gave me to judge rightly among wow. the people and um it's kind of like brought a lot of growth to the kingdom wow i hope this first part of our interaction was a blessing to you god willing next week i will share the second part of our conversation until then may god bless your reflection on it in jesus name amen Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.